You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Oh, hi there, Al Dukes here. One more post-game podcast for the week. Jerry's vacation continues. So Eddie Scazzeri joins me again. Hello again, podcast people. Have you been enjoying the post-game podcast this week, Eddie? Oh, yes, always. It always. It uh, seems to just uh, zip by effortlessly. They go very fast, very fast. So um, uh, Gene is heading to uh, Italy mm-hmm. on fr- tomorrow. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I got to drop her off at the airport. Newark or Philly? Newark. Okay. Newark airport run. But uh, one of the things uh, is, is um, you know, she, she rents her home also. Uh, sometimes during the summer, uh, a beach home, they get uh, decent money for their homes. And right. So while she's in uh, Italy, she'll be renting her home. So we have a grill down there that uh, the other day caught fire. Uh, I, it was a lot of like greasy burgers had been sure. made in the grease, but I had cleaned it all up. And uh, she used the grill last night and said, uh, yeah, there's still something in there catching fire. So I have to go down there uh, to Spring Lake today to really clean that grill. You can't have renters c- catching uh, grills on fire. No, because who knows how experienced, and they just yes. blew the whole house burns down. Exactly. No good. So I really had to Google how to clean a grill because I did clean it, so I don't know what I possibly missed. Do you have a gr- do you have a barbecue at your home, Eddie? Yeah, I have a grill, a little you do. small grill, a gas grill, but gas it has grill. the briquettes, right? Right. Underneath. Oh, you have briquettes. Yeah, it's an older model. Is that not done anymore, the no, briquettes? No, uh, not the one that I have. It's uh, just a propane and uh, the, the 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 things just light up. No, There's no thing. But there's a, a drip pan underneath, which I had pulled out and thought I cleaned out. Right. But I guess that's evidently still catching fire. Well, perhaps then under that. the drip pan mm-hmm. in the actual body cavity of the yeah. grill itself, there might be, Yeah. sounds like there's some grease there. So I'm going to have to go down there today, open that whole thing up and clean it. And get like a grease cutter. Yeah, some sort of grease cutter. 409, I remember. As a grease cutter? Yeah. That like, means I'm going to have to stop somewhere for a grease cutter? Well, perhaps, uh, you know, the the Google situation will help you out with that. I did. It's a Weber grill or Weber grill, Weber. whatever. Weber. I did Google it, and they have YouTube videos that the Weber people themselves show you how to properly clean your grill. Gotcha. I never know how long a grill's supposed to last. To me, a couple seasons, but you sound like you have an old grill. Oh, I think you can, if you maintain them, you can have them for 
maybe a decade. Really? Yeah, I would think. My buddy Steve lives up in uh, Randolph, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And one year when he, you know, they sit all winter, these, yes. these grills. And the one year when the spring came, he was going to host a barbecue and he opened the grill up and there was uh, mice living in it. Yes, I've had that happen. Field mice. Yep, I've had that happen. And what do you do? His wife wouldn't let him keep the grill. Uh, He was just going to clean it out. Yes, that's what I did. You cleaned it out? Yeah. Ready to go. And lights on fire. So, I mean, things are going to, it'll be okay. Right. It's going to kill whatever mouse germs were in there. Right. It gets to 600 degrees. Yeah. 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 It'll kill the hantavirus. Yes. All right. So I shouldn't throw this grill in the garbage. In my opinion, no. I need a grease cutter. Yes. And I need, uh, I do have one of those steel brushes Mm -hmm. that'll brush. And do you have a grill of your own in your own abode or no? I do not. You do not. And is this your grill or her grill? Uh, It's uh, it's, uh, our shared grill. It's a shared, so it's one of the shared properties. It's one of our shared properties, right. understand. Absolutely, Eddie. Eddie, I have a number of stories for you today. The first one is uh, somewhat alarming when you read, when I give you the first line. Listen closely. This is a uh, story from Miami, and many alert Twitter followers sent this to me. Mm-hmm. An armless Florida man. Armless. Not harmless. He has no arms. Right. An armless Florida man was arrested Tuesday after allegedly stabbing a tourist. Okay. So armless, but not harmless. Exactly. Jonathan Crenshaw is his name. He's a homeless street artist in Miami. He paints canvases near tourist attractions around South Beach, this according to the Miami Herald. He's 46 years old. He uses his feet to paint and used those very feet to grasp a scissor and stab a tourist. Yes, well, I'm not surprised that I've seen... Uh, armless artists before perform painters uh, and such. Uh huh. And they can because they they have a lot of practice. They get very good at manipulating things that you would usually use your hands for with their feet. Uh, so the fact that he was an artist and was practiced in it and does not surprise me that he could pick up a scissor and uh, stab someone. Stab someone with it with his feet. Right now he claims that the tourist attacked him, and he was defending himself mm-hmm. with the scissor. The tourist's wife claims that the tourist simply asked this artist for directions. But reading the story, I feel like the tourist woke up the homeless gentleman on the street and possibly startled him. Yes. And maybe he thought he was being attacked. Well, of course, yeah. You you uh, Maybe you sort of uh, have a heightened uh, sensitivity Somebody wakes you up, you think they're trying to steal whatever possessions you have. Exactly. So he was visiting from Chicago, this tourist, and he wound up with stab wounds to his upper left arm. Wounds, plural. Wounds. He got stabbed twice. Wow. Uh, This uh, Jonathan Crenshaw, the street artist, was charged with an aggravated battery with a deadly weapon. Mm -hmm. He's in custody at the... At a correctional center down there with a $7,500 bond and has a court date July 18th. My goodness. Will there be a follow-up on this story at some point? I hope so. I know it's really nice, like, the the people 
on social media, on Twitter and such that uh, listen to this podcast, they're always sending high quality stories like that. Yes, very interesting stories. Yeah. And um, I always like to, I always like, that's when I, that's sort of like the pulse of what's going on is when I get multiple people sending me stories about a homeless, armless man stabbing someone with his feet. That's interesting stuff. Indeed. Hobart, Indiana, Sheriff's officers, Eddie, were called Monday of this past week to investigate a report of a naked man at a county park. Okay. They found a 62-year-old gentleman wearing women's panties. and so not naked? Not naked. Wearing women's panties and watching porno on his phone. Mm-hmm. Officers asked the gentleman what he was doing, and his answer was relaxing. And, uh, yeah, was he um, doing something else while watching the pornography? Well, or is that unclear? It seems unclear. It says the officers approached the sedan. He was sitting in his car. Okay, creepy. He was sitting in his driver's seat wearing women's underwear, no pants, watching porn on his telephone. Hmm. The officer also smelled alcohol and noticed multiple empty beer cans in the front seat and more cans in the back seat. So he was relaxing. He was. He uh, admitted he'd been drinking and told the officer he didn't know where his pants were. Mm -hmm. They did a search of the car and found his pants and his wallet in the car. And helped him. So they helped him out. He was arrested, unfortunately, for him. Suspicion of public intoxication and public indecency. So if you're in your car, I guess it's still considered public? I guess so, because he was in a park. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of guys... And I, I always find this somewhat creepy, although when it's, it's explained to me, I can I guess I kind of see. You know, when I go up to the beach area there in Spring Lake or Belmar, there's parking that faces the ocean. And so many times when, you, when you're walking on the boardwalk, because the parking spaces are right up against the boardwalk. Right. It's just guys sitting by themselves in the car. Waiting, perhaps, to see bikini-clad people walk by i don't know because it's not just in the summer like if you go up there in the fall where there's no bikini clad women or men mm-hmm. there are people still sitting in their car and now and other people say well it's relaxing to go up there clear your mind staring at the ocean listening to the ocean sure i can see yeah that, i sure. can see that but it looks strange it does and and also for me if i was going to drive there and and i would get out of the car right so i could feel the breeze and hear it better and even maybe sit on the hood of the car or something right sit on a bench that's on the boardwalk or that or actually on the beach i used to see that um you live somewhere near roosevelt park yes uh, as i did uh, multiple times in my life and I would see similar things going on there. where I, And I think people take their lunch hours sometimes Agreed. and sit in the park, right? But they're in their cars, windows rolled down. It just looks like... Suspicious. Yes. Because I because of our work hours, mm-hmm. but many times I'll go home and take the dogs to Roosevelt Park. Yes. And I will see many people just hanging out in the parking lot, in the car. Yeah. Rarely outside of the car. And it just kind of looks a little odd to me. Yes. Like, why are they here? What are they doing? But it's a nice park, beautiful park. 
and uh, I guess relaxing. Yeah, there was a spot on Route 78 up in Basking Ridge where I would, in between exits, there was an exit that just said Scenic Lookout. Yes, I knew. I know which one. I used to pass it all the time mm-hmm. between Basking Ridge and going to Bridgewater Mall on two eight on a seventy eight. So the one day I was had nothing to do. I said oh, it was a beautiful day. I said I'm going to go see what this scenic look at lookout right. is. And you go exit to the right, then it turns left and loops around, and you're up fairly high, fairly for high the area, a fairly high climb, and you get to the top, and it was all dudes sitting in their cars, right? And I. And I wasn't sure if I had stumbled upon uh, an area where gentlemen got together. I don't believe that that is the case. I mean, it may be. I didn't either. Uh, I thought that at first, but then I thought also maybe it's just, again, people enjoying the scenic lookout. And I've actually, I've been up there on numerous occasions, uh, again, just to sort of like, if you're going to just stop and take a break you check your phone, whatever you're, you're doing. It's sort of a, a nicer area to do that than other options, I suppose. Right. Scenic lookouts. Yeah. All right. And I'm always a sucker for the scenic overlook. Yeah, I would think you love a scenic. I love it, yeah. Whenever I'm driving anywhere in a park or a national park or whatever. Yeah. Or if you're in a new area you, and you see yes, a scenic lookout. Yes, 100%. If I have <laughs> the time, I'm checking it out. You're stopping. I cannot resist. <laughs> it's like a little lure. And it just drags me right in. That's how a mugger could get you. They do 100%. sit up there and lure you with a scenic lookout. <laughs> yes. Hmm. Although they'd have to create a like a rest area to really pull me in. Yes, you would need an area to be able to rest up mm-hmm. once you got up there. A new study says coffee does not sober up a drunk person. Yes, it makes them a wide-awake drunk. It makes them a wide-awake drunk. Did people actually think like... You do see that, though, where somebody is drunk to be like, get them some coffee. Right. I, did they think it sobered them up? Perhaps it did be just because they would be sort of more alert yeah. and awake because of the caffeine. So they would appear to be more sober than they were when they were just a, a sleepy drunk. Right. So I, I get it. But it, all it does is make you a wide awake drunk. It makes you a wide awake drunk is right. It just gives you a feeling of being awake. That's correct. It right. doesn't make you, because it doesn't, as it says here, it does not decrease blood alcohol levels. No. It, it, but the, the alcohol is, has a sedative effect, and the caffeine has a, a stimulating effect, so it counteracts it. The quote from the study says, taking coffee as a stimulant that will reverse that feeling of being slightly tired as your blood alcohol is coming down. The only thing that's going to sober you up in that respect is time. Mm-hmm. And water will help a little bit. Help yeah, flush. I always felt like water would do that. Yeah. Well, it does help prevent or lessen the hangover that uh, I've experienced. The water, personally. for sure. Like if you have a one-for-one, a drink, and then a glass of water. Just just keep it a one-to-one, and you're going to have to go to the bathroom more. But it does help to lessen the hangover, especially if you're drinking the hard stuff. A lot of people will do all like the drinking first, a lot of the drinking, then panic and start pounding waters yeah no i just try to do it as i go yeah i think that way is the right way although with red drink. wine it's a much you'd have to drink like two bottles to get hung over with from red, red wine red well for me personal my body chemistry red wine is so gentle like i really? could have a, a bottle not in an hour but over the course of whatever an evening or a bottle and a half even and it's okay it's like in terms of the hangover not of to for 
drive or anything. Right. But uh, the red wine for me is um, it's almost never produces a hangover. But white wine, white wine gives me a splitting headache, and I don't sh- like it. Sugar, right? Uh, no sweetness. No, it's not that. I mean, if you have a sweet wine, you can get sweet whites, sweet reds, or sweet rosé, which actually have a sugar content. But the a, a non sweetened wine, it has alcohol, which is a kind of sugar, but it doesn't have a specific. Uh, it doesn't have regular sugar in it. What's like, your go-to red wine? Oh gosh, I don't discriminate amongst red wines. I I really haven't found one I don't like. You enjoy them all. Yeah, from the you know the six dollar bottle at Wegmans, shout out, <laughs> uh, or the forty dollar bottle. Anything beyond that, I really can't discern. Right. The difference in what I'm getting. What is that? that uh, is it the one they call three buck Chuck or something? I, I've actually had chuck. that. It used to be two buck. Now it's three buck Chuck. And I think you can get that at, at Trader Joe's, maybe. Yes. Uh, I know there's one in Westfield. Yes, there's a Trader I've, Joe's. Uh, bought in, uh, uh, have bought uh, wine at. All right. And, and again, it's you know it's obviously a lesser wine, but not terrible. Right. So I I, uh, I enjoy those as well. All right. And then finally, Eddie, one final story for mm-hmm. you. A man uh, broke into. One of those places called escape rooms. Have you heard of these escape rooms? Is this like a safe room? No, that's what I thought at first. An escape room is like a place you might go with friends or family, and it's a game. You get trapped in a room. You have to find clues. Oh, I see. In order to get out of the room. Now, yes, I've heard of that. You've heard of that. I didn't know it was necessarily called an escape room. They're called escape room. Anyway, this guy broke into one because he wanted to steal stuff from it and then shockingly couldn't find his way out. Had to call nine one one, but it made me think. Escape rooms seem like something you would like to partake in. Uh, perhaps I would, because it's like you're solving a puzzle. Correct? Yes, it's a strategy. Right. You're working with others. Right. Yeah, I probably would. Uh, I don't think it would be like high up on my list of uh, entertaining evenings, but I would not be opposed to it. It's at least to to try it once, and then perhaps I would really enjoy it. I'm actually surprised Boomer hasn't. Hit us up with a like a team bonding experience, a, a team building escape room, right? And then, but he would be, you know, you know how that would go. All right, boys, let's go. So he'd just be ripping the the locks or, off. Or, of right, things. he would just pound on the door, and it would bust open. Let me out. There we go. Hey, I escaped. I might put that in his. Uh, I might whisper that in his ear. You ever hear these? Really, as, but but then who, I'm not going to want to go. You're right. Correct. Be careful. Be careful what right. you wish for, because it'll be in New York City at five p.m. on a Tuesday. Exactly, and it's and yeah, you will be dreading it. Right in my head right now, it's at noon in Matawan, New Jersey. Perfect, which would work out great. Right, right next to the gym. Yes. So done. <laughs> right, I could walk uh, there, but it's it's not going to work out that way. It is not. It's, we know how that's going to go. Right. Remember, that was supposed, we were supposed to do some laser tag thing. Thank God that never happened. Yes. And then remember that other team building a, a thing which ended in a testicle injury for yourself. Which was that? Which was that the, what? The thing that air fly, I fly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That did not go well for the you. The parachuting thing. It, it shot the it, air right into my balls. Yeah. And it, you, you were in this cylinder with yes. a big fan. That did not go well. You were, you were very displeased. I was not happy. You're yeah. right. I do recall my back hurt. Everything was not good. No more team building things. 
Eddie, I told you about this a little earlier in the week. Uh, the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, their Office of uh, Mental Health and Suicide Prevention, they have a confidential support line for veterans and their families. And it's very easy to use. Mm -hmm. Simply dial 1-800-273-8255 and press 1. Or you could go online and use the chat function on veteranscrisisline.net. Or texting. Text 838-255. Now, what is this exactly? It's a confidential support line. That's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year for veterans and their families. It's a crisis line. Uh, you should call this line, the veteran crisis line, if you or someone you know is concerned about a vet. Visit veteranscrisisline.net to learn more about recognizing signs of crisis, warning signs of suicide, and how to respond to a veteran loved one in crisis. Easy to use, 1-800-273-8255, and you press the number one on your phone after you connect there. I would use the online chat function one. I found myself using this now on websites. Mm -hmm. You go to a website, a thing pops up, can we help you? Right. I love that. I have used it as well, and I actually, once I was just suspicious, and I said, are you an Autobot? Oh. You know, and then, <laughs> no, I'm not an Autobot. I'm a real person. A real person. Here. And obviously, something like this would obviously be a real person. Oh, it's a real and, person. Uh, very important uh, for veterans who have experienced war and combat because it changes people. It sure does. And not to make light, but when, you know, Christopher Mad Dog Russo famously said once, after seeing Private Ryan, hey, War is bad. Mm -hmm. It is. It's terrible, and it changes people. Right. You said you've had family members yes. that when they when they returned, they were a different person than when they went in. Never the same. Never so the this same. Is, uh, to help those people. And we've been fortunate that uh, we grew up in a time where we were not at the age that we got drafted. Correct. Or went in. Uh, right. And they haven't reinstated the draft, although it's constantly talked about. And when would uh, when they if they when there was a draft, mm -hmm. do you recall like what age you were considered too old? Uh, too old. Yeah. For the draft. Like you a know, 25? I, was it 18 to 25? I know in World War II, I think there were people as old as 26, 27, 28, yeah. maybe even older who were drafted. I think because of that, because that was a huge war effort. Yeah. It just, uh, I think they were just looking for able-bodied people who maybe didn't have children. Uh, I think those people were way, way down on the list if you had children. Um, but typically, I guess, I think it was maybe 18 like to 26, like you said. Yeah. But depending on the war and the circumstances. I'm telling you, when I when you had to sign up in high school, right? When yep. you became uh -huh. 18, you had to sign up that you were 18, and if there was a draft, they would call you. Correct. And I remember, I, back then, I knew the age, mm -hmm. the age range that they would draft you. And I remember, like, every year going, all right, a year closer to being out of that. Because mm -hmm. I, I was like... A child of course yeah yeah we all are yeah and uh yeah that would not have you and i would probably not have fared well no in the military and uh for sure and would be in need of a service like uh you just um did the advertisement for i sure did that is veteranscrisisline.net the warm-up show is next i did that with one christopher lapresti 
Mm-hmm. And you're off tomorrow. Summer Fridays have kicked in. So, see you. So. Good morning, campers. It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. Brought to you by Newcastle Building Products, the only streak-free roof from Scotch Garden 3M. Use it on your roof already. Oh, hi there. Al Dukes here. Uh, Jerry continues his <laughs> baseball vacation. CeeLo joins me. Hello, Chris Lopresti. Just, yeah, I mean, I saw you guys. You're communicating via Twitter now. You guys miss each other. Some yes. Back and forth tweets. That's very cute. Jerry tweeted me from, I believe, Petco Park. Yes. In San Diego, where his family is now residing. They were in Arizona. They rented a car. No oh, idea they? how long that takes to get from Arizona to San Diego. That's that's got be that's gonna be a bit of a hike. Couple I, hours from Vegas to LA, I think, is a few hours. And yeah, I believe Arizona is further east, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he loaded no, up. That's the, not right. Okay, whatever. Okay. He loaded up the children and Thank headed west. Thankfully, I had Eddie here to correct me on the geography. It was quite a ride, though. You know. It's still a ride. I mean, even California is a long ride. Well, if you go top on, to bottom, oh, for sure. I always wanted to rent a car and drive that. Uh, what's that fancy Pacific highway? Coast Highway. Yeah, that one. What number is that, Eddie? Three? Uh, no. Uh, I, I'm uh, over 2. It's uh, <laughs> it might be 101 or something. Okay. Like that. The, yeah, the 101. Am I going to uh, sit in traffic on the Pacific Coast Highway if I go on vacation and want to ride that? In some areas, of, see, I'm sure. That I'm not interested in. The windy in. part of the coast? Is windy it a, especially part. if it's a one-laner. Yeah. You know, that could be trouble. I always wanted to rent like a Porsche and just... Act like I'm cool in Los Angeles. That's that's overcompensating. Whatever. <laughs> uh, Sunny Gray, CeeLo. A Route 1, by the way. Route 1, which connects here in New Jersey, I believe. Must uh, be the same one. Sunny clearly. Gray. Yeah, that's U.S. 1. <laughs> won what we all yesterday. I don't know if you were on board with this no, yesterday. You were not. not on board? No. Boomer was on board. I was on board. Gio uh, was not on board. He was that, scoffing at those callers that were agreeing with Boomer. So That last night was a must-win situation must for the Yankees. A must-win, a hashtag must-win right. Wednesday. Tanaka Tuesday didn't work out. We had must-win Wednesday. That did not work. No. Must-win Wednesday and a Sonny Gray dominant performance. Think, Six innings, three hits. Now, what happens to a guy? Like, last night, Sonny Gray looked awesome. Mm-hmm. Why can't we do that every... Like, Jacob DeGrom, DeGrom does that every time he goes out. Yes. Well, you're comparing one of the best pitchers in baseball to a guy who is really struggling. So, I don't I don't quite see the... I mean, if he was as good as DeGrom, we wouldn't be complaining or having an issue with him. Right. Know? But when a guy... I don't understand, like, when a guy can look so great one evening mm-hmm. and so not great the next. A lot of next. factors, Al. You know, confidence... Between the ears, trusting his pitches, mechanics, repeating the delivery, as DeGrom talked about after the game last night. It's a lot of things that can go wrong. But like, I, Alan, when you do some songs, you nail it's perfect, right. great, and we play them for years. Then there's other times when you storm out of here and you get all angry and uh, they never see the light of day. Right. So no matter what job you have, some days you have good days at work, some days bad days. No doubt. You know what else helps Sonny Gray? Facing the Orioles because they're not very good. All right. Well, he pitched awesome on a must-win Wednesday. That's right. He's now 3-0 against the Orioles this season. Is that so if right? they could just line up his starts against the O's, they'd be okay. But then the uh, Red Sox won again. Yeah, well. It's I mean, enough. What else is new? 
that is so bizarre. Like, I feel like the Yankees win every series. They're not sweeping everybody. They're losing some games. They won four in a row. This one they split in terms of series. They series. got swept by the Rays, won four series in a row, all two out of three, and now split with the Orioles and lost ground on the Red Sox. Right, but prior to that, I feel like they were winning every yeah, series. They, two of three, two of three, two of three sweeps. And then to still be behind the Red Sox. I would say at some point there's what we call a course correction coming out. All right. Where the Red Sox will hit a little bump in the road. Their schedule will get harder after the All-Star break at some point. Whereas okay. the Yankees have played the hardest part of their schedule, which is why I told these gentlemen yesterday that you can't be freaking out even if the Yankees lost to the Orioles last night. All right. What a long way to go, Al. It felt like a playoff game yesterday oh, when I was watching. For sure. <clears throat> and when Bird hit that home run off the foul pole, awesome. Bang. Good night. Manny Machado, that whole thing is still going on, CeeLo. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. Yes. Uh, that supposedly the Yankees made an offer. But there probably a lot of teams made offers so I mean, far, Yeah, that right? could mean a lot of things. It could, you know, right? Cashman could say, listen, I'll give you Chase and Shreve for Manny Machado. What do you think? It's an offer. <laughs> it's not a great one, but it is an offer. Just in case no one else makes an offer, here's Chase and Shreve. We'll just, just leave that out there. And somebody noticed on Instagram yesterday that um, Manny Machado liked an Instagram photo of him photoshopped in a Yankee uni. Mm-hmm. I'm sure today it'll be that, oh, I was accidental. I'm not in charge of the social media account. This stuff happens all the time. Did you ever accidentally like something on social media? Sure, but you can unlike it like quickly. Right, but if the people that you liked it on, if they have um, an alert on their phone, it comes up. What, I'm Chris Lepresti like this. Let's say, Al, I like your photo. You know, yes. I give you the heart on Instagram. Ooh, right? I would like that. Thank but you. then I, it was just because my you know, little quick finger or whatever, and I immediately undo it. Mm-hmm. Does it wipe away your notification? I don't get notifications because I'm uh, so popular hypothetical, Al. on Twitter. I'd be notified <laughs> all day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it does go across, though, as a notification. Even if I undo it like yeah. in a split second, it's yes. out there. So you can take it back, but not fully. Right. Okay. All right. The other person knows. It's like if you were accident, you know, if you were looking on somebody's pictures, like let's say, and I know Eddie doesn't have social media, but you were on his, you're like Instagram stalking Eddie, and then you accidentally liked one of his pics. Pics of a caught. blind dog. Yep. You'd yes. be caught. Uh, in other baseball related news, CeeLo, Tim Tebow who, two things with Tim Tebow today. One, he said he was always picking the brain of Cespedes during spring training. Not sure how we feel about that. Not great. But secondly, he's been linked to Miss Universe 2017. Mm. Her name, she has two different, her first name and last name both have hyphens. See, that's there's just too much going on there. Her name is Demi Lee Nell Peters. What do you think Tebow calls her? Babe. Demi. Demi. Yeah, that's what I'd go with. Okay. Not Demi. Or I might go DLNP. <laughs> yeah. That worked out well for the Indians with the, you know, the letter nicknames. Calling out. P and OT. Yes. Confusing. <clears throat> ball game. So he's linked to her. She's 2017 Miss Universe. He was previously linked to another Miss Universe. Her name is Olivia Culpo. She won Miss Universe in 2012. Mm. So he's dated now two of the last five years of... Miss Universe winners. Interesting. And he's getting younger in terms of the, the women he's dating. I don't buy this whole Tim Tebow is the saint sort of thing. Because Tebow, he blows. <laughs> when we went to that Super Bowl in Tampa, and and I was aware of Tebow as the quarterback of the Gators, but he wasn't this mystical guy that he is now. Mystical. 
We went to uh, a Playboy party. Uh-oh. That's right. That dude w- had women all over him. <laughs> Models. I remember Craig tried to get a photo with Tim Tebow and and eventually got one, but Craig had to push aside blonde after blonde after blonde, and he was eating it up. Okay, but, I mean, it, it's not like he was, you know, doing some big-time PDA with these women. Well, oh, oh, okay. No, 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 that's, right, that's correct. All right, so, I mean, he's seen with beautiful women. Doesn't He could still uphold his, you know, wholesome image, right? Yeah, no? now he's with Miss Universe. Yeah, well, how do you think they feel about him, the fact that right now he's, you know, taking bus rides and double-A uh, <laughs> Binghamton rumble ponies back and forth to games? Doesn't yeah. seem to affect him, right? The, the he women? He landing these, uh, you know, extremely attractive and popular women. He does keep landing these good-looking women. Hey, let me fly into Binghamton. We'll go out in the town. Oh, it's beautiful out. here. He played in the double-A All-Star game last night, Al. And I think he had a double and I, a couple did, other hard-hit balls. So. He did have a double. Man, the way the Met lineup is these days, uh, might see him sooner than we thought. He'll be up here. Uh, Cela, when we return, I want to go over the Pac-Man Jones Atlanta Airport employee fist fight. Pac-Man Jones is in trouble? Uh, in trouble, wow. but I don't blame him. Oh, okay. All right, Eddie, I never know how to throw to this. Uh, take it away. Hey, it's the dynamic duo of Alan Jerry on the warm-up show. Brought to you by Newcastle Building Products and the only streak-free roof from Scotch Garden 3M. The superheroes of building products. All right, Boomer and Geo coming up at the top. This portion sponsored by Dell. The Yankees earn a four-game split with the Orioles, shutting them out last night. 9 nothing. Grand Slam, Greg Bird. Strong pitching from Sonny Gray. Yanks on to Cleveland for another four-game set. The Mets split with the Phillies. Brandon Nimmo, pinch hit, walk-off, three-run homer in the 10th. Mets three, Phillies nothing. Mets and Nationals tonight at City Field. World Cup final Sunday, it'll be Croatia against France. Dell's Black Friday in July sale up to 40% off. Deals on PCs with Intel core processors plus get free shipping visit dell.com slash business deals or call 877 by dell so yesterday afternoon video surfaced of uh, adam pacman jones getting into a fist fight at the atlanta airport with a man in uh like a uh, orange vest meaning he works at the airport <laughs> okay but it looks like the the airport employee is the one who started the fight. The instigator. He was the instigator. He yelled something at Pac-Man Jones as he was walking uh, in Just the airport. Just out of the blue? Seemed like out of the wow. blue. Got in a little bit of a argument, and then the airport employee shoved Pac-Man Jones oh boy. up against the wall. Not a good idea. Then a melee ensued. Now, I'm not saying I could beat up Adam Pac-Man Jones. You could not. I'm not saying I could beat up the Atlanta airport employee. What I am saying is that for a tough guy like Adam Jones is on the field, he's known as the guy that you don't cross. Mm-hmm. Neither one of these guys look like they knew how to throw a punch. <laughs> we see that all the time. Why? Because I don't know. Like they're fakes. I guess he was. They were throwing punches. Yeah. They looked awkward. You see it all the time, whether it's basketball, baseball, and these guys trying, you know, wind up. It, it looks very awkward. It's like they want to throw a punch and and defend and like. Defend themselves at the same time and get out of harm's way. Now, I'm sure Pac-Man Jones in his head was thinking, oh, I'm in another yeah. situation right. here. Right. What do I do? Because yeah. at one point when he when he went to throw a punch at the dude, he, he missed. The guy fell down. And Pac-Man Jones, if he wanted to, could have kicked that guy right in the head. The guy fell down from a missed punch? A missed punch. Trying that got, to dodge it? Yeah, trying to dodge it. And then they got entangled. Oh, and they both fell down. And when Pac-Man Jones got up, he could have, if he wanted to, mm. really kick this guy. Okay. And he, so he didn't. Took, he took the high road, we'll say <laughs> Dude, that. 
That's right. As usual, <laughs> Pac-Man Jones took the high road. How big was this guy in the orange vest? Tall fella. Tall fella. Okay. Yeah. So Pac-Man was working at a height disadvantage, so he's punching up. Yes. Plus, plus there was a woman with Pac-Man Jones, oh, okay. and she kept trying to pull him back by pulling his backpack. Mm. So she was throwing him off a she little bit. She had no chance, though. Yeah, but I, I don't fault Pac-Man Jones for this one. That guy was arrested, too. Okay. Just just the guy in the orange? Yes. Pac-Man was not arrested. He was not arrested. Okay. So, obviously, the authorities agreed with your take on things. Yes. Guy started trouble. All right. I wonder why the guy started. Like, is he a, yeah. a fan of, a, of like, a, the Steeler or, the you know, the Steelers or the Browns or something? Wouldn't that be obscure? He works in an Atlanta airport, and he's a big, uh, you know. Steeler fan? AFC North non-Bengals fan. <laughs> he's looking at his Oh, there's Pac-Man Jones. I mean, getting a fist fight here. It's our Thursday oh, Yankees box office blitz today.